Hey everyone, welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. Selena, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty darn good. Pretty it's darn little, good. It's a little hot today, but All I'm right. doing good. All right, so today we have an awesome topic. It is actually one of the most important topics that you will face in your marriage, and it has to do uh, with the idea of, pr- of pride and humility, mm-hmm. right? And you might think, oh, okay, that's not, how am I going to apply this and all that? Let me trust me. Pride <laughs> and humility permeate every aspect of your marriage mm-hmm. and every area where there's a conflict, it's going to be rooted back to pride in some way. So mm-hmm. our working title is Pride, Humility, and You, or Pride, Humility, and Your Marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to dive into it. We're going to share candidly like we always do. Obviously, we're going to share from scripture, but thank you for joining us and uh, we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. sort of excited for the, I mean I'm excited for this episode but <laughs> I know that pride is a big thing for me which is kind you're of why much I an got expert. to di- <laughs> you're an expert in pride <laughs> no I don't know if that's a compliment or no I'm just being, no I know I'm going it's... off of what you told me is that this is something that you feel like you had to learn a lot I know I very much have a pride is, I think pride and anger are probably my two biggest struggles um, spiritually. But anyways, before we dive into that episode, uh, we just want to run through what we're going to talk about today. Besides the topic, we do have a Q and a, like a question and answer yeah. from someone, from Alex, Alex, he's asked, he's got asking some questions about He's a young guy asking a question about, uh, before he gets married. Yeah. That's all we'll share for now. <laughs> you got to stay tuned for the rest yeah. of it. It's coming up after the discussion. Um, and before we really get started here, we just want to thank you listeners uh, for listening to us, for putting us in your ears. And mm-hmm. we would really... And for those who rate, also those who have rated us oh, I was getting on pod... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. On iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> and you've left a review. That means a ton to us. If you haven't done that yet, uh, of course, we always have to ask because it's a good reminder, mm-hmm. uh, but it helps a lot. And it also, it helps people that are on the fence about listening to it. Right. If they can just read a few reviews and yep. they, they can identify with something you've identified with, that really helps them. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, we have started a Patreon is that the way to say it? A Patreon uh, page? Well, it, we have a Patreon page. Okay. That's a, Patreon a is a appropriate page. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it? Patreon is a website that allows uh, creators like us to connect with listeners and readers like you mm-hmm. uh, so that we can d- directly partner with you. You can actually directly support the content we create. Mm-hmm. That helps us to stay ad free. Mm-hmm. Uh, ads tend to clutter up podcasts like this. And, right. and, and you know, it takes a lot of time to produce these things. Yeah takes a lot. We actually have to hire a, a babysitter every mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that cost. There's the time to edit. There's the time. We haven't actually well, been able to do any. And we also, yeah, we want to be able to do interviews and bring yes. in people that can speak to topics that maybe we haven't been able to quite mm-hmm. yet to cover. So this Patreon is really a place for us to be able mm-hmm. to to, connect. Start to yeah. connect and start more growth. We feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of growth to be had. It's just kind of getting that support in place. Yeah. And honestly, it's been so encouraging. We already have uh, 21 wow. patrons awesome. as of this recording. Awesome. And um, they're actually way more generous than I thought they were going to be. The level started at $2 yeah. and they're, they're going above and beyond wow. that by far. Praise God. And um, it's been fun to see the interactions there. Yeah. We're able to give away some books to them yeah. because uh, well, I won't get into it, but... Yeah, so if you want to be a part of the Fierce Marriage Partner Community, we'd be honored. Mm-hmm. Just go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. That's right. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash fierce marriage. Right. Finally, if you hear anything during this episode that prompts a question, please do ask. We love those questions. We love reading those. We love answering them when we can. Mm-hmm. You can go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast, or you can call or text this number, 971-333-1120. That's 971-333-1120. Eleven twenty. So mm-hmm. awesome. So we're gonna get into this conversation right away. Normally we would do highs or lows, highs and lows, or yeah. No, I think we're just gonna kind of you know also recap the purpose of this podcast because I think it can be confusing. Like, are we giving a sermon? Are we teaching a class? Like, mm-hmm. what exactly is the purpose of the first yeah. marriage podcast? You yeah. Know when, I mean? when when someone downs downloads an episode and they listen to it, what can they expect to get? And I think the first thing is kind of the whole premise of fierce marriage is mm-hmm. that. We don't know everything, but what we do know, we will share openly and honestly Mm -hmm. and candidly with you for better or worse, Mm -hmm. our successes, our failures. Now, granted, we do spend a lot of time reading scripture through the lens of how it can affect 
a married couple's life mm-hmm. and how they live together. So mm-hmm. the mission of this is not to act like we're gurus or know-it-alls, but really just to um, build up the body of Christ, mm-hmm. to share our own testimony, mm-hmm. to faithfully communicate truths that are in the in Scripture mm-hmm. as best we can. Now, we, we're not seminarians. We haven't gone to seminary. Not yet. Not we're yet. We're looking at it, we, folks. We are actually seriously looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, hope to start in the near future, yeah. next uh, year or less. And, uh, yeah, so we're not here to replace uh, your com- your church community right, or any right. s- other voice in your ear, right? We're here to hopefully augment uh, whatever faith community you have right. uh, tangibly, physically, in where, in geographically where you live, right. and hopefully give you a, a way to start conversations with your spouse right. and with other couples in your life that is edifying to you, edifying yeah. to each other, edifying to the body of Christ, glorifying to God, and for your good. And I think one of the biggest things about Fierce Marriage is that we've always taken on kind of a co-traveler uh, approach and a voice like yep. we are not above you we are just sharing with you in candid conversations about what god has mm-hmm. taught us um through conflict through wrong priorities you know mm-hmm. through our intimacy and struggles that we've had um just to to really put it out there because mm-hmm. once once light is shed on some of these hard like dark places it's like then God is able to really grow us and challenge us. And he's so yeah. faithful to bring um, answers to us and clarity. So, um, in fact, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. We had this, speaking of reviews, somebody uh, reviewed us on iTunes and they said, uh, and this is honestly, this is like, if I could have written a review that I wanted to hear, this would have been the one. And oh. it's basically, uh, and the person who wrote it was so kind. And they just said, it's it, although it's about marriage, it's not really about marriage. It's about Jesus. Mm, so good, and and that is exactly why. That's how we hope to communicate. And that right. marriage is almost and pardon me for saying this, but it's almost an excuse right. to talk about the gospel. Right. It's just an excuse yeah. to gather around God's word mm-hmm. in a, in a way that we all know we need it. We right. feel it in our marriage. Right. You feel it more viscerally in your marriage than you will <clears throat> anywhere else. Right. And so it's our excuse to get in in get in here to rec- record these episodes right. and share. From God's word. So anyway, with that said, we're going to share candidly on this topic of pride (laughs) Pride and humility. humility. So Selena's going to take it from here. I'm going to, I'm going to leave because you you got this one covered. No. (laughs) Again, I'm very prideful as well. So (laughs) I (laughs) guess I can learn something. Well, I'm just trying to be really humble right now. So no, just kidding. Anyways. so humble. Too too many jokes. We got to, we got to rein it in. I know. I take myself too seriously during the week, so this kind of where I, I might yeah. let loose a little bit. So yeah, so. we're trying not to be as uh, as meandering, but also we don't want to lose our humor and personality in that. <laughs> we gotta have some fun. Don't right? squash me. Yeah, we're not robots. All right. <laughs> anyway, I said so it a last lot of, week I am who a, I am. A lot of right? a lot of our conversation, our topics, um, and discussions come from you know things we've been learning and talking about at church, uh, maybe community struggles also from you guys we get a lot of questions and comments and concerns about all things marriage so this particular discussion came from a friend of ours luke he's a church planter i think you mentioned him last week on the podcast but he did he's been doing a five-week series and this last message that he gave was on humility and it was awesome it was just like i'm still talking about it it's like two or three weeks later And I feel like God's just been rolling it around in my heart. And I'm just so, you know, humility in terms of like our hearts. He talked about our hearts and in relationship with God. And so we're, of course, applying it to marriage. So how does, you know, how does um, pride affect your marriage? Is it present in your marriage? I think that's a yes for everybody. But Mm -hmm. how is it present? Like, how do I, I, how do I identify pride in my marriage. And I think some hmm. of those questions look like, what's the motivation for some of the decisions that we make? Are, do they puff us up? Um, are I'd they say centered? decisions, but also the words that, how you communicate, the words you use right. to communicate. What is the motivation behind those? Are they puffing you up or are they yeah. building up? Yep. Or right. are they, um, and who are they centered around or what are they right. centered around? Are they centered around you and your desires or are they centered around Christ and trying to be mm. obedient to his word? And what he's calling us to do, maybe in the heat of the moment of an argument. I think it's safe to say that that everyone listening to this and us uh, does not 100% of the time center what they do and say around Christ. Right. <laughs> I think that's a safe yep. assumption. Yep. So all I have to say is we all can probably learn something by we looking at what God's a, word says <laughs> yes. about pride and humility. Yes, um, I yeah. agree. So I think jumping into defining both what humility is and what pride is and taking a look at scripture and of course the example of Jesus is going to help clarify this idea of how pride is present and how it affects our marriage and 
Hmm. I feel like it brings me into a greater understanding and appreciation and deeper love for Christ and mm, just yeah. his example of humility. So we'll get into that in a minute. Um, so we did look up the, I did the definition of humility in the dictionary. It's a modest or low view of one's own importance. Uh, it's, uh, I think this is interesting because it's mm. a low view of one's own importance, right. not a view of yourself. So yeah. it's yeah. not saying it's, it's not thinking of yourself Le- like less of yourself, right? But it's just thinking, thinking. Okay, the importance of me is not as great as other people. Yeah. So that that's was... a really yeah. That's an astute observation. Thank and you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so how does that? Okay. So so a modest or low view of one's own importance mm-hmm. in marriage. <laughs> how would that look? <laughs> well, I'm not. And we're going to get into that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're, you're driving the this, gun. You're driving this I know ship. you're I'm jumping the to... gun. <laughs> Stay with me now. Stay with okay, me. Okay. So we're defining humility as that a modest or low view of one's own importance. Um, pride is the sense that, you know, I can get what I want on my own. Um, it's It puffs us up. What does that uh, mean? <laughs> well, I was... I'm putting you on the spot. And Well, I wasn't quite done defining it, but go ahead. What, I think what, you know okay. what it means. Well, we know this verse, uh, love puffs up, or pride puffs up and love builds up. Right. Right? I'm not genuinely asking. I haven't really studied this. Oh, you asked like you had the answer. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, to, I, I get the sense that puffing up is an artificial um, inflation of one's own value, right. worth, and importance. Right. Artificial inflation. Inflation. Mm-hmm. So it's possible to. It's posturing, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like social media, mm-hmm. in in particular, is is very uh, puffish. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag puffish, all right? Sounds like puff fish. Puffer fish. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think it, we tend to posture on social media, mm-hmm. and we can do the same thing in marriage. If, right. if I want to seem right, then I will, um, I will posture say, my argument yeah, in a yeah. way that makes me seem right. Right. And I will admit things in a way that makes me seem less wrong. Right. And I will, do, and I will puff up. So pride does that because we have – where pride really comes from a, a deep sense of insecurity mm-hmm. and, and wanting to be found secure. As if I, I'm secure, even though I'm deeply insecure. Right. Well, and that is such a reflection of Genesis 3 in the fall, right? We, They mm. had all the security. They had all of the full communion and interaction with God. And here comes the enemy appealing to and trying to and creating that insecurity. Well, you won't. Exploiting that really. Yeah, you yeah. won't die, but you'll be like God. Like, like you're not enough. So right. don't you want to be like God? Right. You know what I mean? Um, so let's dive into scripture real quick. Not only that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to add to that. So go do it. Exploiting that point of pride and insecurity in Adam and Eve, um, namely in Eve, Mm -hmm. but also, uh, diminishing the goodness and integrity Mm. of God. So good. Right. And that God doesn't really want the best for you. He's Hmm. just trying to hold back from you. Right. Puffing, right? yeah, puffing us up and yeah. decreasing like God. So by by yeah by diminishing God's honesty, God's yeah. integrity, God's character, the enemy is puffing the the humans up, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve up, the creation uh, versus the creation the creator. versus the creator. Yeah, and come on, I mean, it doesn't take. It's not a big stretch to apply this to marriage, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I I know what's right. How? Why would I stick to God's covenant, right. His ways? Right. If you know. God's just trying to hold me back. He's yeah. just trying to make me unhappy. He's just trying to be, he's a prude. He doesn't want my best. Mm. He wants, he just wants me to be legalistic. Right. That's not the case. God's no. word is there for our flourishing, yep. for our good, for his glory. Right. And it will always, always, always bear better, more, bigger fruit yes. <laughs> in our lives yes. than our own decisions. So Right. And I think that the biggest definition for humility that Luke brought to the table a couple weeks ago at our church was uh, being Christ-centered versus being me-centered. Mm. And that obviously flows incredibly well with fierce marriage and all things marriage <laughs> and God yeah. is how it is a selfless mm-hmm. uh, covenant. You know, there's always this emptying of yourself. Right. Um, and in a culture that is so give me, give all of the things to me, to myself. I want all the things I want to feel like this. I want it to be like this. Um, so that I can have this sense of pride that I can, I did this that, you know, and so anyways, diving into first Peter five, six through 11, we have a few key scriptures here, but this is, and this I'm cutting you off again. I'm really sorry, but that, that sense of, uh, self is turned on its head Mm -hmm. by, by the gospel. Right. And that's what, 
that's what this verse is all about. It's basically giving us a grounds and reminding us that we have grounds for true humility mm-hmm. because humility, like humility is one of those things that it, it's a, it's a paradox, right. right? As soon as you want it, you don't have it. Or as soon as you think you're the most humble, <laughs> as right? As soon as you think <laughs> you have Luke it, said. you've lost it. <laughs> yes. Humility is a gift. Yes. I, I was listening to John Piper, uh, one of his messages the other day, and he was saying like, you can't get self forgetfulness. You can't go find it. You can't earn it. You can't achieve it. It's a gift. Mm. Humility is a gift from God. It is mm. fruit of the spirit. It's something that he grants to us. And mm. how do we get to that place of humility and true self-forgetfulness? I think, uh, I'm, I mean, we'll get, we'll get to this again, but it's really just by fixing our eyes on Christ. That's the right. only way. Right. That's the only way you can forget yourself, yourself is by looking to someone else who is enough always forever. Always and is worthy of all your worship and that is the person so good jesus christ so good so first so, peter five. First peter five and then um we'll t- this actually that's a good jump off point to talk about the example of christ as well um which maybe we should start with philippians because it talks about christ and his humility and yeah. i think this is a good yeah. so back it up friends we're going to go to philippians 2 1 through 11 um, Again, this is a lot of verses, but Selena, you said it great as we were preparing to, to record. <laughs> you said, "What what's better than just reading God's Word? I feel like there should be a podcast of just reading God's Word, seriously. but there are, uh, there are audio Bibles for there that. There are audio Bibles for that. <laughs> so we're going to read Philippians 2, uh, yeah, verses 1 through 11. Yeah, our just fail in comparison to the Bible. So Absolutely. Uh, so if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death Mm. on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should Mm. bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That verse, that Oh, it gives me chills. I know. It gives me chills. I know. Uh, Therefore, God has highly exalted him who has bestowed in the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Uh, It brings so much assurance and so much hope and so much confidence in the power of God and in who he is. And my favorite part, I think, is that Jesus, the one person who could claim equality with God... (laughs) Did not. Who had the right? He, he had was the, God. He, he was. Yeah. He had the all authority, every single reason on the face of the earth. And not only that, he was morally superior. Yes, he was. Yes, perfect. He is. But yes, is yes. Yeah. And it, he he could have pulled that card, and he never. He, he did not. He emptied, and he didn't just like stand there quiet, but he emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Like he came and took mm. on our form. And was obedient to the point of mm. death and not just, oh, I'm an old person and I died, but death, a horrible, humiliating death on a cross. Yeah. I'm just like reading so, this and it's so much is happening. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what we're talking about, though. Right. So as we talk about in marriage, you know, and in any relationship, really trying to regard others yeah. as greater than ourselves, as to be trying to be truly humble. Right. Everything you're talking about is exactly what is necessary. Like fixing, like seeing mm. that Christ is the name that every knee will bow before, every tongue will confess right. that Jesus Christ is that person, not right. you, right? <laughs> not me. Praise God. Praise God, because yes. I'm a horrible savior. I would be a whole, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm a failure. Every day, I can't even save. Uh, yeah, I, I can't save anything. Yeah, Jesus has saved us. Yeah, and so it's that. It's it's making him the centerpiece right that right. really transforms us so well, i think we take that for granted in the christian life Absolutely. so paul talks about this mm-hmm. in the early on in that passage early on in philippians 2 he said uh so if there's any encouragement in christ any in christ okay we block we glossed over that mm-hmm. but he's, he's encouraging us in christ so these are people who were have experienced the the transformation transforming transforming truth of the gospel mm-hmm. Any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit. Mm. Think about participating in the spirit. We take that for granted that mm-hmm. we are Holy Spirit filled mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. operating 
in the sovereignty and providential grace of God mm. every day of our lives. And so for us to hear and utter the name of Christ mm-hmm. and to live that out in our marriage, you take that for granted. But mm-hmm. think for a second, a, a couple who has who doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. It is no small thing to to be in Christ. Mm. And so uh, I just want to, I just want to, I, I think, take a step out and look at that, mm-hmm. knowing that, that we, we can appreciate it and we can right. be encouraged by that, but right. also be encouraged to go further in that. Right. Absolutely. Can I read the next one? Sure. I would love to. It's, okay. Uh, so we're going to keep going into scripture and then we'll, we'll, we'll provide some tangible points a little bit later how on. How we can exercise humility. Yeah. Of how marriage. we can apply yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what we're reading here. Um, well, and I marvel. think this leads into it as well yeah. f- of how do we operate with each other? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yes, in the covenant of marriage, but yes, just as, as Christians, as children of God. Mm. Yep. Go ahead. First Peter five, six through 11. Yeah. So I love that we're just letting this, this word just marinate mm-hmm. <laughs> in our hearts. Uh, first Peter five, six and 11, humble yourselves, therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm. Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that, knowing that the time, at the, sorry, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So good. Yeah, I love the end of that when he, so he's talking about humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God at the proper time. He'll exalt you. Of course, he's talking about so much more than just making you famous or making you like the hero of your story here and now. He's talking about, um, uh, sanctification, right? uh, you know, that transformation, all that stuff that happens and obviously a glorification at the end of our lives and all that kind of stuff. But at the end, he said, he who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, he will himself restore, strengthen, confirm, and establish you. Mm-hmm. So very encouraging to know that uh, as as people who put our faith in Christ, there's a, there's a huge upside for us. Right. right. And so oftentimes we focus on um, this life, but, you know, this life is but a breath. Right. It's a vapor. It's a vapor. Yeah. Think about that. Right. I saw once Francis Chan did a, um, and I, I'm going to say this because it, it breathes life into humility. I saw Francis Chan, spe- uh, not in person, but a video of him uh, preaching a message, and he had this rope. It was probably 100 feet long, hmm. and he had taken like uh, probably a red Sharpie or something and colored in one end of the rope, and he colored it in probably an inch of it. He said, this is your life here and now. If you're middle-aged, you're halfway through this red spot, and it was an inch, <laughs> so you're, you're a half inch yeah. on that rope. Wow. This The rest of it is eternity. Hmm. So we live so often, the first half, the, the little portions of our red spot that mm-hmm. you know on that rope we live for you know maybe a decade from now mm-hmm. or we don't want to miss out on life we don't want to miss out on all the things we want we put so much stock mm-hmm. in this stuff here mm-hmm. and now and i've been I've, I've memorized this verse this week and it's been transforming my my um it's just been so good for my heart but it's it's uh it's psalm 73 mm. uh verses 23 ish and it says like whom have i in heaven but you there's mm-hmm. nothing i desire on earth besides you mm. and starting my devotions with that god there's nothing so on earth i desire besides you whom have i in heaven but you right you are the object of my affection you are both the object and the prize you are my desperate need and the fulfillment of it at the same time mm-hmm. so if that's not humbling i don't know what is right well and it all comes it all comes back to christ and being christ-centered when we know and experience and allow the holy spirit to kind of ingrain the goodness and the the trueness of the gospel into mm. our hearts you know then we start understanding you know who christ is and why he's important and why we love him and why he loves us um so getting to some practical steps in this like how we knowing jesus how do we how do we know him how do we see him we know him Mm. through scripture we we dive into our bibles so how can we exercise this humility in our marriage tangibly Mm. um and you know, there's a couple, we have a couple points here, but the first one we'll talk about is just selflessness, being more concerned Let with me, God's yeah. will versus my own kind of agenda. Yeah. And I think God's will definitely includes and that's your spouse, your first disciple. Right. And that's something you can actively do. Sorry, I, I'm, again, I'm, I'm interjecting before you get going because I feel like uh, we can say, okay, 
I want humility, so let's do these things and I'll get humility. <laughs> right. But, but it is a gift from the spirit. It is. But really, it's... these things are more confirmation of, am I living this out? Absolutely. And if and if you find that you're making your decisions, I mean, you got to be honest with yourself. If right. you're not honest with yourself. You got to dig deep and be assured that your identity is in Christ. Like, yeah. it's hard stuff. It's hard stuff, friends. So, so we, you have we do to this. be self-aware. Like, there's yeah. you have to be emotionally mature yeah. to look at yourself honestly and say, am I actually living a selfless life? Yeah. Am I making decisions selfishly? Yeah. Most of the time. About my time, about my energy, about my interests, about yeah. everything that, yeah. And friend, that is a grace of God to, to know that you're being selfish. Yeah. Because now you can actually start to understand what it means to be selfless. Right. Which and is a beautiful to, and fulfilling thing is way more than selfish. And that is, that is, you're one step closer to understanding what love truly is, mm. is that you can actually make a selfless decision, so an good. action of love, mm-hmm. instead of one that's a, that is self-oriented, mm-hmm. flesh-oriented. Um, and selfish. So that's, again, these, these five points that we're going to share, it's roughly five. Yeah, it's five, uh, that we're going to share are, are both prescriptive and descriptive, mm-hmm. right? So it, it kind of gives us a way to move forward, to press into these principles, but also, uh, to show us already the state of things. Right. Okay. With that said, Selena said selflessness, uh, is one way that we can tangibly exercise or diagnose humility right. in our own lives, and in our marriage. Right. Are, do you have a selfless marriage or a selfish marriage? Hmm. Are you constantly going tit for tat with right. your spouse? We had this argument. Yep. Well, and there's <laughs> indicators recently. even in like your financials, you know, is it mm. his money and her money? I mean, it really boils down to a, some pretty yeah, because you're, basic indicators. You got to keep yours, yours, right? right. And theirs is theirs. Right. And you're not going to commingle because what if I don't get what I deserve? Right, right. So yeah. examine the second one is examine our desires and motivations. It kind of piggybacks on the whole selfish selflessness, um, but examine our own desires and motivations behind each of our mm-hmm. decisions. Are we self-serving? Are we trying to puff ourselves up? Are we trying to look good in front of our friends? Are we mm. trying to keep up our appearances? Or are we being loving towards our spouse? Are we right. saying no to going somewhere Friday with the guys to stay home and build up my spouse? Maybe they need mm. she needs support or something, or it's been a long week and you haven't connected. You mm. know, kind of taking some yeah. of those steps of self-examination. Why am I making this decision? Not saying that those types of decisions are always selfish, but taking into consideration the time and energy that has been spent maybe throughout the week and what would be the most loving and building up decision I could make right now yeah. versus what do I just want? Yeah. Every one of these is really, uh, it will always come back. If we fail in these areas, which we do, everyone does. Yeah. So if we fail in these areas, it always comes back to a disbelief in the gospel mm-hmm. on some level. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is that I am saved radically by Christ. I'm mm-hmm. loved. We said this over the last few weeks, but I'll never be more or less loved than mm-hmm. I am right now. So, so if I'm not believing that, then I'm going to be motivated to be selfish. Right. Because I have to convince myself. I have to have, I have to have self, um, appreciating mm-hmm. motivations. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say things that will make me feel bigger mm-hmm. and seem bigger. Yeah. I will do, say things that are degrading or dismissive to my mm-hmm. wife and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Or I'll spend money on things that will help me feel better and right. give me the affirmation that I need mm-hmm. um, in order to feel like I'm what mm-hmm. worthy or mm-hmm. valued or all the things that we have in Christ. And to feel like it, it, well, you're, or you're chasing satisfaction that you should be chasing in Christ Absolutely. and chasing it in external things. Absolutely. And so again, that plays into the self selfishness versus selflessness, mm-hmm. examining your desires and motivations. That's the first and second one. Uh, the third one, and this is really tangible, but are you actually loving and serving your spouse? Mm-hmm. So we have these books, 31 day pursuit challenge, uh, is what we call them. It's wife in pursuit, husband pursuit. You've probably heard of them because we talk about them a lot, mm-hmm. but essentially the whole premise of that is learning the actions of love mm-hmm. that are radically motivated by mm-hmm. how Christ has first loved us. Mm-hmm. We love because he first loved us. Right. That's the whole premise of those books. Right. And so that's a, there's a proactivity to it. So right. Being self selfish and looking at your motivations is kind of a reactive thing, but actually loving and serving you proactively right, right. takes another level. Right. And that's what Christ did, right? We just read in the passages above that he he humbled himself to death on a cross. He emptied himself and mm. by taking the form of a servant. Right. And that to me is just the ultimate like mm. the ultimate act of love. And it's kind of the the <laughs> crux, I guess, of 
diagnosing how much pride, right? Mm-hmm. Not maybe not to you, maybe just to me. <laughs> but yeah. like how much how much pride is actually in my heart right now when mm-hmm. I don't want to serve you. You're undeserving of being served, it feels like in my head and heart. Ooh. And still I know. That's a can of worms right I there know. because uh we've had this conversation lots yep. here on the podcast, but uh essentially uh, feelings and emotions is that where you're going no well well seeing seeing each other rightly yes. right so when we get indignant like that from a moral standpoint like right. you don't deserve this oh. that is self-righteousness for sure because you're basically you're discounting that they have been made new yeah. in christ that right. you are also given a free gift right what did you do to really earn your righteousness oh shoot <laughs> all right which comes the next Reel one it in. Yep. which is the next one which comes in it's apologizing yeah right so uh, and or being the first two but yeah taking that initiative Okay, so here's where this comes from. <laughs> Soft hearts. Yes. I think uh, pride will almost always, if, you know, unchecked pride will almost always bring a marriage to ruin right. and bring a person to ruin. That's mm-hmm. um, what pride comes, uh, that's not a verse, is it? Pride comes before a fall, mm-hmm. a haughty spirit before destruction. Yep. Is that, the, is that yep. a verse? I know some, one of those, I know there's one <laughs> You've thing. You've been reading so many verses. Well, there's one <laughs> saying that's like, pride comes before a fall, which I think is not actually a verse. I think it's like an axiom. You yeah. should look that up real fast. Okay. We'll find out. Stay tuned. Uh, but keeping a soft heart, somebody did like one of the biggest differ- differentiators between a marriage that is going to be happy and healthy and one that is going to be full of tim- tumult or is going to be full of chaos mm-hmm. uh, is whether or not you have soft hearts toward each other. So good. And having a soft heart. Yeah. Having a soft heart uh, means that you value them, mm-hmm. right? Respect. So love and respect. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to actually respect somebody? It's, it means to, to look at them as God sees them, mm-hmm. to see them as a person who is of equal value, worth, and importance mm-hmm. to you. There are different roles in marriage, but you are equally respectable in, in light of your create, creation uh, being made in the image of God, mm-hmm. right? As a person made in the image of God. Uh, and so if I see you rightly in that regard, mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay with apologizing. Mm. Selena went and found the verse and I was right. Good job. Pride goes before destruction, <laughs> a haughty spirit before a fall. So good. So, so pride good. comes before a fall is not a verse, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, but it's essentially what that verse means. Yep. So uh, being the first to apologize right. and having a soft heart toward each other. That's the fourth one. What's the fifth one? What the fifth got? one is um, being interested in each other's lives and counting them as worthy of affirmation and service, which comes from oh, snap. our... Ver- oh, <laughs> Don't talk over me. <laughs> Sorry, you got me there. Um, which comes from our verses of... Uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves um, and looking to each other's interest. And that is one way that we have really, I think that's really helped our marriage is being intentionally interested in each other's lives. I feel like we can Mm -hmm. just kind of go to work, come home, do our thing, whatever we do, you know, and not really connect in terms of, really caring because being interested in somebody and what they're doing takes time, takes energy, takes focus. It takes caring for one. Like, and we can be so overwhelmed with our own lives and schedules. It's crazy that we can be married and still not really be interested in, you know, what you're doing. I have a tangible confession to make. Okay. So one of your favorite things to do, and I genuinely care about this most of the time. <laughs> most of it. Is it horses? <laughs> no. I care about that less of the time. <laughs> you don't talk about that as much. Books. Uh, but when you come to the, when you go to the gym. gym and you come home. Because I'm so excited to tell you what I did. You share with me the whole workout top to bottom. Not all of it. I stopped. Okay. But most of the time I'm really like into it because I want to hear how you're doing. I love going well, to the gym myself. I feel myself. like I can finally connect with you on like yeah. the moves that you do and You stuff. don't have to feel bad. I love hearing it. But there's some days where I'm like either busy, distracted, tired, whatever. Right. And I just, and I'm not as interested, but that's an opportunity to serve you and be interested in it. And love because because I, I'm interested love in you. Because I'm interested in you. Love it. And you do the same to me. Actually, you don't do the same to me. I do listen to your workouts. <laughs> you I'm way more interested. No, I don't. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can. This is an opportunity for me to learn how to yes, love. Yes, it is. And serve I'm telling you better you what, yeah. on this podcast about humility. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you something about Any- humility. <laughs> Anyways. Um, just some closing encouragement on this this discussion here that we've talked about. You know, let's let's really just walk together and make the humble routes so beaten and worn in our marriage that they become the primary paths that we take. Um, not just in our marriage, but in our lives as well. But 
how do we do this? You know, we press into Jesus. We're always saying, press into Jesus, trust mm. him and trust who you are because of him, your identity that is found in mm. him. Um, and remember that the Holy Spirit en- enables and empowers us and gives, like, mm. grows this fruit and gifts of humility. Yeah. I want to add some, us. I want to put some meat on those bones. Okie dokie. So you said trusting in Jesus and, and pressing into mm-hmm. him. A lot of people will ask, well, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to use a very tangible example Thank in my you, own life. Thank you, because I think I say that in my head and it's like it affirming means to me. To you. Yes. <laughs> You'll be like, yeah, just in light of the gospel. Right. <laughs> people are like, what does that even mean? I know. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some it. meat on these bones, like I said. Bring the meat. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we, we're big fans of steak around here. I'll just put it, <laughs> I'll clean that up for us. <laughs> um, anyway, so to, what does it mean to actually press into Christ, to trust him tangibly? So here's what happened to me this morning. I got almost no sleep last night. It's just, I had a very restless night. I can't explain why. I don't know. I, maybe I had caffeine too late. I don't remember. <laughs> it's all <laughs> a blur. blur. <laughs> but I woke up this morning, just like despondent. You left for the gym. Um, early as you normally do. There was just a lot do. of things that didn't go right Our for Our daughter him. woke up super early, so I had to get up, and I didn't want to get up. And so I'm up out of bed, and I'm just like, we had a big day today. Uh, yeah. I'm tired. Too much to do today. The week's been crazy. And my soul was downcast within yeah. me. And I remembered back to another message that Luke talked about. Yeah. Um, he said, don't just listen to yourself, talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. That was a Martin Lloyd-Jones quote from his book, <laughs> Spiritual Depression. I felt mm-hmm. spiritually depressed this morning. <laughs> and so I got up and I read that verse that mm-hmm. says, oh soul, why, why are you cast down within me, oh mm-hmm. soul? Rejoice in God, for he is the God of your salvation. And I could just go on. And I wrote this verse in my journal. I was like, I have so much to be thankful for. Yeah. So I pressed into Christ and I said, I have, I have been saved by grace. Mm-hmm. I have a family. So once you start that, once you like mm-hmm. crack Speaks, the door yeah, of and gratefulness, it floods, right, it just slams right. open and it floods into your heart. Well, and I think that heart. speaking scripture into your, your heart and your life and reading it, that's just one of the beautiful things that, and power that it, scripture displays to our mm-hmm. own hearts. And I don't think, not to discredit anything that's happened, I just don't want to put undue pressure on anybody listening that, oh, when you read scripture, you're automatically going to be like changed. But it is it is amazing to me how oh. quickly it can breathe life into your your day, you know, that might be kind of dissipating. Um, yeah. But also sometimes it takes our emotions and our feelings a little bit of time to catch up with our head and our heart. Yeah, here's the verse. And I want to read it because I think it helps explain it. It's Psalm 42, 5. It's a pretty common verse. Psalm 42 is one of my favorite ones. But it starts like this. He says, why are you cast down, O mm. my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? That was me. I was in turmoil and cast mm-hmm. down this morning. And so I read this and then it, the second, the next verse six says, hope in God for mm. I shall again praise him, mm. my salvation and my God. So good. Like it, he's telling himself, hope in God. Mm-hmm. So why mm-hmm. are you cast down? Hope in God for again, you will praise him. Mm. And so I started writing in my journal. I said, Lord, I woke up today downcast. My flesh feels weak. I'm demoralized by the work before me. And I go on and on and on. And finally, I just start. Uh, I just start giving thanks to Jeremiah ten six. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, mm. and great is your name and might. Um, and I can go on and on. I don't want to. I think as a, you, as a spouse and as a wife, you know, how can I respond to this whole situation too? Is just, I think honestly, taking a step back, listening to the Holy Spirit. Just okay, asking some questions. Mm. How, okay. Why are you feeling like this? Owning some things maybe that I did that I wasn't aware of maybe, or even that yeah. I am aware of, um, that maybe hurt you and, and owning those things and By the apologizing. Way, you've, been those you've been great today for me. You've oh, been good. super ministering to me. Thank you. Good. Well, and yeah. yeah, I guess just ministering and loving and serving each other. And it could be simple things. Like I know you will kind of walk up to the office and maybe not eat breakfast. So I'll try to like make you some breakfast, you know, or give you a piece of toast. Almost every morning, that's yeah. what happens. <laughs> so just being aware of those things yeah. and being highly intentional um, is a way to, and not just like, oh gosh, why are you in this mood? You know, like... Just get over yourself. Take <laughs> Taking that humble route and saying, okay, how can I love him well? So couples conversation <laughs> challenge. This is the last part of this, This is for my you, friends. dear listener. Yep. This is for you. This is for those doers. And, and this us, is for apparently. those doers. <laughs> Take some time to write down one to three ways you see pride affecting your marriage. Mm. So discuss with your spouse, 
you may need to talk to them and say, how is pride affecting us? Do you Mm. see this? And not like, how is pride affecting you? But together, let's look at this together and not against each other. Right. So Um, you've written down these three ways you mm -hmm. see pride, one to three ways you Mm -hmm. see pride affecting your marriage. And then you discuss those with your spouse. Right. Kind of affirm those, confirm those. And say, hey, I've I've been thinking about this. I think maybe... We listened to this these... podcast today, yeah. talked about pride. I think we're pride maybe governing these areas of right. our marriage. Okay. Right, checking in with each other in there. So you're discussing that. Okay. And then going to scripture and writing down some verses, seeking out some instruction and understanding about this area. Guys, anything I'm ever confused about or just trying to figure out, like, what is the answer in the situation? Hmm. God has been so faithful to show me scripture and... I can't just, I just can't push it enough. And if it's not in the timing that you need, you Bible pusher. No, if it's not in the timing (laughs) you need, don't give up because his, his word is true. It's alive. It's sharper than any two edged sword. Just keep diving into scripture, write down some verses to be able to remind your heart to talk to yourself. Mm. Um, and write down after you've written down some scripture, write down how you feel God would have you deal with these areas of pride, Mm. you know? So, this is okay. So what would be an example of pride for us? Maybe. Uh, well, that's a good question. I think this You're morning good with examples, I feel like Well, you got me on the spot. Sorry. Now. You got me on the spot. So th- today I'll just use today's mm-hmm. example of feeling kind of downcast. And, um, you know, ultimately that came from a place of pride. It, hmm. it every <laughs> truly like every sin, every area of disorder, mm-hmm. every area of chaos will always kind of come back to mm. pride himself hmm. yeah so this th- frankly if you're having a hard time finding finding hard uh, ways to just to uh apply this just yeah. think about any area where sin or like yeah. any area where you feel heavy. anxiety yeah i mean i don't mean like like not, mental like chemical medical. disorder yes, the yes. anxiety i mean like any place where you are finding um it hard to trust god or yeah. to have peace or hope or any of the fruits of the spirit right. look there you'll probably find pride somewhere right. underlying it right. so for me i think my uh my uh being cast down and my soul being in turmoil mm. within me was the sense of Selena left. She shouldn't have left because I, I, I'm tired. You don't usually go to the gym on Thursday. So mm-hmm. I was a little miffed by that. I was expecting to be able to sleep a little bit more because I had a bad night's sleep last night. Didn't happen. So I had the sense of like indignance there. God was pretty faithful. He was faithful and he, mm-hmm. he, I didn't bring that up as much as I could have. I think I did a little bit. <laughs> so maybe I need to learn more in this area. Uh, but like being downcast in, in my own heart, like mm-hmm. what am I hoping in that's failing me? Yeah. What am I, what, how, how am I listening to the serpent in the garden who's saying, Oh, God doesn't want the best for you. Right. You, you really, this thing's not going the way you want right. because God, you know, you need to go find satisfaction there. Cause God's or not you need to go blame this person or blame this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I could probably find more examples, but, uh, you get the point I think, um, from there, but yeah. So hopefully you guys, hopefully this has uh, helped shed some light on, mm-hmm. on it for you. Now, we talk a lot about praying scripture uh, over mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. over each other. Um, we do have, um, it's not ready yet, but we have a new resource. It's going to be available soon um, from the time we're recording this podcast, probably about a month and a half from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's going to be called 40 Prayers for My Wife and 40 Prayers for My Husband. And the whole premise is praying for each other over 40 days. Mm-hmm. Um because that's research shows that's how long it takes to establish a habit. Roughly, there's a lot of different research out there. Uh, but also, Jesus spent 40 days mm. and 40 nights out in the desert, and there's a spiritual journey there for mm-hmm. him. Um, and so, there's a lot of symbolism there, and there's a lot to be gleaned from that. And it's just kind of a good, uh, uh, I think, length of time. But essentially, uh, it's going to be praying scripture over each other. Lots yeah. and lots of scripture. It's, there's one scripture, and then there's every every prayer is laced with like five or six of these scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, if you, if you want to be, if you want to get those uh, pre-order and get pre-order pricing, you can do that. That's 40 prayers.com. Um, Selena, do you want to read one that's, it talks about sure. pride, it's, right? Yeah. It's, uh, You're praying, praying for, for my humility, <laughs> for humility through Christ for okay. my husband. So, um, this is rough people. It's kind of first draft again, the inside look here. <laughs> Um, Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and emptying yourself for us while we were still sinners. You could have laid claim to your identity as king and displayed your power as God, but instead you chose humility and obedience even to death on a cross. You did this so that we could be found complete in you and through you. Teach us to live in light of what you achieved for us. May our hearts be filled with joy and humility because of your life, Jesus. 
If I'm honest, Lord, at some level it feels wrong to pray for humility in my husband. It's not that I'm above this or have achieved success in terms of my humility. So please help my heart as I ask you for humility. Keep my motives pure, God. I ask that you would deepen his hung- my husband's hunger for understanding, uh, f- for understanding you and the things of you. I pray that humility would be something he desires and experiences because of Jesus and in light of the gospel. May he, may his encounters with you be full of both gratitude and conviction. Gratitude in knowing that everything he has is by your grace and conviction if and when he takes pride and exalts himself to the place of God. Mm. Remind him of who his identity is secure in. From here, let him clearly see how he can decrease so that you can increase. I pray that he finds joy and completeness in you as he learns how to relinquish himself in order to serve others. Teach us both how the beauty in hum- <laughs> teach us both the beauty in humility. May we fix our eyes on Jesus, the ultimate example of humility and obedience. Help us to count others better than ourselves as we understand your definition of humility more every day. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for writing that and praying that over me. That's awesome. Um, and I need it. <laughs> She's making edits on the fly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, that's part of uh, these upcoming resources. But we share that just to say, hey, this is the power of praying scripture over these areas, especially with pride, because it's like it's truly feels insurmountable. Yeah. Um, that that's why we're sharing that. Anyway, mm-hmm. if you're interested in that and you want to do the pre-order thing, uh, eventually it'll be available. But go to fortyprayers.com to sign up right. with your email address, and we'll send you stuff when it's ready. Okay. So we do have a quick question. Oh yeah. Um, from Alex and. Uh, it's interesting because Alex is single. He's a young guy. Uh, he just turned 24, and he said, although he's uh, single, not married, uh, he enjoys the podcast. He's, he's, he's um, learning mm. uh, and preparing. That's so good awesome. job, Alex. Hopefully we're giving you stuff you can apply later in life. Uh, my question is this. What are some things you both think are important uh, for a single person to know or be prepared for before getting married? So I, I think... think oh, go ahead. I think it's important to... Remember that the person you marry is also a human being and to calibrate the expectations um, Mm. that you have for each other. I think sometimes at least we not that I've been let down. I won't say I've been let down in marriage. I just Mm. think that maybe we were a bit naive on some levels of um, having not naive, I guess, having really high expectations, you know, thinking that this person once you're married, you're going to have a great time. You're always going to be happy. You're going <laughs> to have sex all the time. I mean, like, you know, just all the things, there's just a lot of expectations that go around. You're just going to communicate well all the time. Well, especially you'll if have... you're the kind of guy who listens to a marriage podcast, right. a Christian marriage podcast when you're single. Right. Um, meaning that you probably are in the Christian uh, yeah. world and the sex is like saved before, saved for marriage. Mm-hmm. And so they're content. There tend to be some uh, skewed expectations there because which we had when we were, a little bit. Gay I mean, married. yeah, it was there, but it was uh, honestly I didn't have any, much expectation. Well, and I think the beauty in that too, you know, just in waiting together is mm-hmm. that you get to experience it together. Kind of the you, you figuring everything out, you know, and mm-hmm. not just in terms of sex, but just when you combine your lives, your finances, your your jobs, the place you live, everything becoming one. Yep. You get to do it together, and it is such an adventure. It's such a beautiful Mm -hmm. joy but there's also yes there's going to be some conflict and some sharpening of the iron and some clash of the titans and that's okay i think that would be my thing is just you can go in and calibrate your expectations but also letting giving yourselves grace and being okay to it's okay to kind of fight a little bit it's okay to struggle as long again as you're trying to achieve reconciliation at the end as long as god is at the center and you are trying to work through things yeah Sorry, I got the knee slapped. So. <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to address Go the singleness. Ahead. You've right? been jumping in before. I so. want to address the singleness because yeah. uh, I'm assuming you're not dating anyone either. That's the case. Regard your singleness as a good gift from God, right? So Jesus was single, Paul was single, and they both they both said that you know Paul said if if you can don't marry because mm-hmm. it frees him up just just very tangibly right. to to do more. Yeah. Uh, you can go when you're single, you can go harder. You can work longer nights. Yeah. You can be gone, you know, ministering. You can disciple more people. You can read God's word uh, more intensely. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one. The second one, um, as they is press into God's word and how you've never pressed in before. Yeah. And that get some good theology books, get some mm-hmm. good commentaries. Uh, uh, Matthew Henry's concise commentary is amazing. Uh, systematic theology. Um, is amazing. Grudem. Um, Grudem's good. There's been some controversy around him, but I, he's okay. He's a good author. His theology is sound. <laughs> um, so 
check out Wayne Grudem's Systematic Theology. Read that thing uh, cover to cover. It'll take you about a year. But it's <laughs> worth you're it. a fast reader. Um, one other thing I would just encourage you into is don't feel like you're incomplete. So going along with the singleness thing, you don't need somebody else to complete you. And you're not well, um, other a than lacking. Christ. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> but don't feel like you're, and you, I, I'm just saying this generally, if you're single, you know, marriage is not like this promise of God. I mean, really, it's not. He, you're, not you're not promised a, a spouse. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it is a beautiful journey. But it's a blessing. Yes. And, but being single can also be a blessing. You know, there is, there's all of that. So just don't feel like you're less. I just want to encourage you to, you yeah. are a whole person. You're complete. Yep. Like God is. Good in word. you, for you, and with you. Yeah, you're not an incomplete uh, person. I you're not an incomplete that. image of God. Right? There you, you go. You were fully made in the full yes. image of God. Right? Um, and right. whoever you marry is also yeah. uh, the same. Yep. And you come together and you and create even, a, a new yep. image. A new oneness, yep. a new image. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. Okay. With that said, you guys, again, we want to make a quick, quick reminder. If you have any questions, uh, please do write in um, either through our website or call in and text uh, we just had some food delivered. It is here. I don't know. I hope they left it on the front porch. Ah. <laughs> uh, you can call in 971-333-1120, or you can text that number, or you can uh, write in through our website, fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Um, as a reminder, if you haven't yet, we really appreciate uh, ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on iTunes or whatever podcasting app you use. Uh, if you want to be a partner with Fierce Marriage, we'd be honored. Uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash Marriage. Now, with that said, I want to summarize quickly. We talked about pride and humility. Um, We talked about tangible ways you can exercise and identify um, areas of humility or pride Mm -hmm. in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, Look at, are you being selfless? Examine your desires and motivations. Are they prideful or selfish? Mm -hmm. Or are they humble and other-oriented? Are you being loving? Number three, are you being loving and serving to to your spouse? Are you loving your spouse and serving them well uh, Mm -hmm. in ways that are tangible and proactive? Um, when it, when you have a conflict, are you being quick to apologize and fast mm. to forgive? Mm. Or are you, are you harboring bitterness and, and, um, waiting for them to do that? Secondly, are you actually taking a genuine interest in each other's lives and, and counting them as a worthy affirmation, uh, worthy of affirmation and service? So mm. with that said, I'm going to say a, a really quick prayer and then we will say our goodbyes. Lord, thank you for this uh, conversation around pride. Thank you for your word that gives us so much guidance in this area. Mm. Thank you for the clarity um, in your word that tells us what it means to regard others as, as greater than ourselves. And, and you thank you for the example, Jesus, that you gave us through considering, you know, though you, you were equal with God, you did not consider equality with God mm-hmm. a thing to be grasped um, and that you followed, um, you, 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 even to the point of death and death on the cross. Jesus, you are amazing. God, your word is amazing. God, you are an amazing savior and an amazing king. We love you. I pray that you'd be made great in our lives and the lives of the listeners, and in that you would make us diminish as you increase. In your precious name, amen. All right. All right. This episode is? In the can. All right, guys. We will see you in about seven days. Thank you again for listening, and stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com, or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.